At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. We've got a tremendous hour coming up as in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Mackenzie Kramer. He does great work over at ESPN, doing some great work over there on the Daily Wager. On top of that, you see all the great t- tweets from ESPN stats and information. He does a lot of the research. He does a lot of the just great nuggets that you're able to find there. And we're going to be joined by him in about 15 minutes, taking a look at this week in the NFL on top of that, we're going to see if he's got any look at lines because while we're all scouring to be able to find value on week 13, there's a ton of value if you take a look a little bit earlier at the lines for next week. Week 14, I will say, you're not able to get as much money down. So anyone that's a little bit more of a professional player, higher limits player, that is going to be a little bit more difficult. But still, anyone that is looking to be able to make a few bucks, I do think that it is very much worth taking a look at. And even if you aren't able to place those bigger, bigger bets, just being able to have that intel, just looking for spots in general, I do think is very beneficial. So we're going to be joined by Mackenzie Kramer in about 15 minutes, and we're going to touch on some college basketball here. Most likely going to be doing my Circa Millions card in hour number three. We've got a lot of football coming up here in hour number two. Want to absorb the information from Mackenzie and then give you guys what I'm taking a look at in terms of hour number three. Did not bet the Thursday night football game in this one. My lean was to the Buffalo Bills, but I feel like we've got a really good card this week. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to turn in all five of my plays early. I'm instead going to give it a little bit of time, and we shall see what we get on Friday slash Saturday in terms of the injury report and then fire in there. And we always have a great staff helping me out on the Greg Peterson experience. Show says the Greg Peterson experience, but it does take a team to be able to make it work. My wonderful producer, Jason Kahn, I am pulling for you on that Mr. Kyle Shanahan 50 to one coach of the year ticket. I do think that you've got very good value. We flesh that out in our number one and Jason, he for one keeps me in line. That's a very, very difficult task. And for two does a great job booking all these great guests. So got to give credit where credit is due there. Anyone that is watching on VEASAN.com, YouTube TV, insert your provider here. If you're looking at all the graphics on the screen, that is thanks to our wonderful technical director, Nick. All of you guys that might be listening to this in podcast form, VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. That is thanks to 
Sean, our newest member here on the Greg Peterson Experience. He does absolutely incredible work behind the scenes. And then all of you guys listening on Terrestrial Radio, you're able to listen via the iHeartRadio app and so many other places. Taylor has you listening in very, very crisp and clean audio. So a big thanks to those guys. Now it's time for me to hold up my end of the bargain. I've got the best team around. They always do an incredible job. And I've got to find you guys some winners. And finally, the cold streak in the DK Nation picks. It came to an end. And for anyone that saw the Creighton versus Texas game at under 141 and I think there was 16 points scored in the final minute that very nearly caused it to go over, including like a couple prayer threes. That would have been one if you would have lost that. That's when you probably want to take a few days off and you want to have a couple of responsible beverages to try to be able to just calm down the system because that was that was crazy to say the least. Hopefully this one will require a little bit less of a sweat as we go to some conference play, which... If you're thinking that conference play at this time of year is strange, so do I. But I know that there's money to be made. 863-864 on the betting board. It is Clemson. They are going to be playing us Wake Forest. Wake Forest is an underdog of between 2.5 and, and 3 points. Total on this game, you're going to be getting at anywhere between 142.5 and, and 143. And I don't think that you're going to need the points with Wake Forest, typically with these DK Nation write-ups, just because typically money lines are not available until the next day. I just give out the plus two and a half slash plus three, what have you, with Wake Forest. But that said, I think Wake Forest should be able to win this game outright. If I'm able to find a money line price, I will insert that. If I'm not able to, you're probably just going to be seeing Wake Forest catching the small amount of points like you're seeing right now. But for Wake Forest, thoroughly impressed by the win that they got against Wisconsin. And I'm just not sure why people were so down on Wake Forest coming into the year. I recognize that they've lost Alondis Williams, but... He was a walking turnover for them last season, and Steve Forbes always does a good job of finding a way to have that one guy that's Mr. Do-It-All, and Mr. Do-It-All in this game does belong to Wake Forest, and he is going to be the best player in this game. And he's eating good in the neighborhood because it's Tyree Appleby. He has been able to give this team nearly 20 points, 4.5 boards, 5.5 assists, 1.8 steals per game while shooting over 40% from three-point range. Was a ball-dominant guy at Cleveland State. Took a little bit of a backup role at Florida the last few seasons. Now he's turning it on once again. And they're going up against the Clemson team that they've got two guys that are pulling in more than three rebounds per game. A lot of that has been because P.J. Hall has been out of the fold a little bit. He's been a bit banged up. So rebounding is starting to improve. And he was able to play 25 minutes in the team's double overtime win against Penn State, which is a good sign for Clemson. And they are playing this game out in Clemson. So a little bit of an important note there. We say yeah for the fact that they are playing in Little John. But that said, with Wake Forest, you've also got good versatility with some of the big men. Austin Carr, he has been able to do a nice job of being able to give this team a little bit of flow as he stands right around six foot ten. Comes in from Delaware, is someone that's able to pop some threes. And Cameron Hildreth, hopefully I said that correctly because this kid deserves it to be having it said correctly. He had a triple-double two games ago against Hampton. He's a little bit of a stretch big man that's able to give you three and a half assists, a steal per game, six and a half rebounds, 12 points. I really like his overall game. And then for Clemson, you got to give credit where credit is due to Hunter Tyson. Nine rebounds per game, 13 points per contest. He's looked solid. Same with someone like a Chance Hunter who's been able to throw in there north of 13 points per game. But when it comes to this Clemson team, they don't do a good job of giving themselves second up second chance opportunities. They rank 295th in the country in terms of percentage of their missed shots that they're able to grab an offensive rebound on, which is a little bit of an issue. And despite the fact that Clemson gives up fewer points on a per game basis, they actually give up more points than Wake Forest on a per possession basis. This is just very much that Wake Forest, a little bit more of an up-tempo team. They rank right around 65th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Clemson, they're more in that 240 range. So I do think that Wake Forest, with the way that they're able to play a little bit more up-tempo in a bit of a slower game, they showed that they're able to excel on that front as well when they were able to take down Wisconsin, having the best player out there on the floor. Plus, being an underdog provides great value on Wake Forest. And I said, I like them on the money line. Most likely when this article comes out, it's going to be the small amount of points, whether that be two and a half, three. If we get back to the opener of three and a half, all the better, but... That said, most likely going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of three with Wake Forest because I think that they win this game outright. And I do think that Clemson going to be able to slow this game down. This is probably going to be a low possession game just with the way that Clemson has been able to 
get their style. Jesse Yearn and you're out under Brad Brownell. Semi-total more around 135. So I'm looking at the under and then the write-up that is going to be in regards to Wake Forest. And then when it comes to the rest of the betting board, we've got quite a few other intriguing games. And I think that I'd be doing you guys a disservice if I didn't hit on the big game of the night. This is going to be a neutral court game. And it's one that we were supposed to get two seasons ago prior to the title game. And seeing a little bit of money coming on the underdog on this one. 879, 880 on the board. Baylor and Gonzaga doing battle out in, I believe it is a great state of South Carolina or South Dakota. As you've got Baylor, a one to two point underdog. This opened up to, we're seeing this flip to one in some spots with a total of between 162 and a half and 163. This has fallen a little bit from 164, and I do agree with it. I set my total at 161 and a half. So here at 162, 162 and a half. It's the max I'm looking at in terms of the under, but I am still willing to go under just because I do think that Baylor is going to look to get back to basics and they're going to look to play a little bit slower. Baylor is right now ranking in the top 85 in terms of possessions per game. That's not really Baylor's game. Baylor is a team that's able to bomb it from three-point range with someone like an Adam Flagler shooting over 50% from three, doling out six and a half assists, doing all that good stuff. LJ Cryer is a double-figure scorer. He's a demonstrative three-point shooter as well, but... When Baylor is playing at their best, they're more of a mid-tempo team, and they're doing a good job of hitting the glass. That's why you've got Flo Thaba out there giving you five rebounds per game, but it's also part of the reason why we've seen, in my opinion, some difficulties when it comes to this Baylor team because you got someone in Jonathan Chamachachua who I always just call the Energizer Bunny whenever he's out there for Baylor. Last season, he was able to deliver for the team eight and a half points, right around seven boards, just under a block per contest, and not having him out there to begin this season, I do feel like has hurt this Baylor team a little bit. You've been relying a little bit more on someone like Jalen Bridges for big minutes, and it's not necessarily been working out too well for them. Caleb Bloner, he's able to do an okay job, but Gonzaga, I think, should be able to win from within, and that's because you've got a guy by the name of Drew Timmy that has been around the block. Now, defense leaves a little bit of something to be desired in the post for a good friend, Mr. Timmy, but 20 points, seven boards, three assists, a block per contest. He is able to be a tremendous statue suffer for this team, and he's surrounded by three-point shooters. Julian Strother, Rajir Bolton, Nolan Hickman, they all shoot at least 40% from three-point range. Strother and also Bolton, they combine for about 27 points per game. Hickman leads the team in assists per game. These guys do a relatively solid job of being able to generate steals. It's not a Gonzaga team that's going to be some sort of heat-seeking missile, trying to get a whole bunch of steals or anything like that, but you know what? They do a competent job. The big question is, what are you going to be able to get out of some of these, shall we say, lesser guys? Like Malachi Smith was limited just eight minutes in the team's last game against Xavier. And you notice in that game against Xavier that Gonzaga went with a very short rotation. The only guy that came in off the bench and saw a double-figure amount of minutes, that'd be Ben Gregg. Great name, by the way. But he saw like 11 minutes in that game. Efton Reed, I thought, was going to be able to see quite a few minutes for the team. He's a former top 25 recruit. He's averaging five minutes per game. And Gonzaga has played a, I mean, a relatively tough schedule, but they've also had a game against a team like a North Florida, and they really haven't sent them out there on the floor. So they're utilizing a thin rotation. For Baylor, they're dealing with a little bit of injury down low. I think that Gonzaga wins from within, and because I do think that Gonzaga is going to be looking to the post a little bit more, that'll turn a lot of threes into more twos. So I did set my total more on 161.5. I'm looking at the under, and with Gonzaga, I'm willing to lay up to five with them. I think that they're the better team in this spot. And what is always tremendous, getting McKenzie Kramer of ESPN on the show as he's going to be joining me next to talk some football right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. Sign up and become a VSIN Pro subscriber, and you'll be able to get daily recaps of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dives, including daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl guides. New VSIN Pro subscribers also get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VSIN store is a great place for sports betting hats shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time Cyber Monday offer that is not going to be lasting long. So sign up now per- for the perfect sports betting holiday gift as at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the sports betting network. Great to be joined by Mackenzie Kramer. Does great work over at ESPN, their sets and information department, along with doing some great work on the show, The Daily Wager as well. And Mackenzie, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Bills were good to me tonight. Looking forward to talk about the rest of the NFL slate with you right now. Absolutely. Bills and the under was good. fact that we got no interceptions in the game because I bet both guys had not throw an interception. That made me very happy as well. So a surprisingly very good primetime game for myself. And before we dive into this week in the NFL, something that I know that you do a great job of is taking a look at some of these look headlines, being able to try to extract a little bit of value. As we both know, limits they're going to be a little bit smaller when it comes to betting at this time but is there anything in terms of the week 14 slate that you're looking at right now perhaps like a team deal with an injury what have you that the number is just not necessarily reflecting what it should be right now so usually i've had a lot of look ahead plays like for example with this week 14 last week i made a lot of plays on this week's card i usually i try to find teams that can kind of like Paid going forward, like, for example, Houston has been a team that I've been paying a lot in the look ahead lines because nobody wants to bet on that team. Houston was five and a half in the look ahead line. I got them last week. Now that line's seven. But next week, I think the lines are relatively good. The one line that stood out to me the most was Jacksonville getting three and a half against Tennessee. I don't think it's necessarily a bad line, but I think Jacksonville's a team that I'm going to be wanting to play on going forward. I kind of think Trevor Lawrence might be starting to turn the corner and Getting over a field goal in that game, I think that line will close three, so grabbing that key number now I think is good. Chiefs laying seven in Denver, minus 120. I think that's a place I'm leaning toward right now as well. I mean, I kind of like Denver a little bit this week, so I don't really want to jump on it too much, but I think Chiefs laying seven there, that's a little cheap. I think that line will close over seven, and I can't possibly imagine it closing under seven. The only other one that really stood out to me also was the the under in the uh, Cowboys-Texans game. I thought that line would actually be a little bit bigger as well. It's 14 and a half right now. I lined that at 16 and a half when I was looking at it. Honestly, it could be even a little bit bigger. I just don't really want to lay a huge number with Mike McCarthy. I do think there might be some CLV on the 14 and a half, but I like the under 47, 46. You look at the Browns-Texans game this week, that line's 47. The Cowboys have a much better defense than the Browns, and I don't think their offense is it's comparable, but I don't know. Full power to Sean Watson. I know it's his first week back this week, but – I think that line should be under 46. So getting above 44, getting above 45, I kind of like that number as well. So that's how I've played uh, week 14 so far. 
Yep, I do think that it's so interesting to take a look at so many of these and a team that you mentioned in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a fascination to me because, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to be able to get into the playoffs unless if they win out and they have a whole bunch of things break their way, just pretty much the universe collapsing is what we would need for the Jacksonville Jaguars to be able to get into the playoffs. But how do you gauge some of these teams that, yeah, they've got a little bit of a lesser record. They're most likely not going to be going to the playoffs because there are some teams that they just roll over. They're dead sides. I'm looking at you, the Denver Broncos, and there are other teams that they do a good job. They scrap and claw. They're giving you a good, honest effort. How do you gauge that? Because I do think gauging these teams with a losing record right now, that could be one of the biggest difficulties in terms of the NFL when it comes to late November into December and January. No, absolutely. And you can definitely tell us the difference between some teams that are kind of mailing it in going forward. Like Houston seems like that kind of team. The Rams seem like they might be that kind of team. But one thing I kind of look for is the teams with the young quarterbacks. I think those are teams that are actually going to be trying to win these games, trying to build confidence for their quarterback, especially when they combine with a pretty good coach. And two teams that stand out to me in that way are Jacksonville uh, with Trevor Lawrence entering year two. He's had a QBR of above 60 in three straight games the first time in his career. Looks like he's starting to court, uh, turn the corner a little bit, played well against the uh, Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Raiders the last three weeks. And the other one is Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett. I think that he's playing a little bit better than his numbers su- would suggest. Mike Tomlin's always been the coach you want to back, especially as an underdog, which the Steelers typically are. So I think that both those teams are going to be play-ons the rest of the year, especially with uh, T.J. Watt now healthy for Pittsburgh. Yep, I do think that you bring up good points with both of those teams, and I am in agreement with you there. And I mentioned it with this team. It's a team that they're looking like a dead side right now in the Denver Broncos. I just don't want any part of them. And I promised in our number one that I was not going to give them any more lip service, so we are going to just completely forget that I ever said that. We're instead going to be looking at a team that you mentioned just a minute ago in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to be playing against the Detroit Lions. And what I find interesting about this game Flip of favorites. The Lions, they opened up in a lot of spots on the look at as a one-point favorite. Now it's the Jags as a one-point favorite. You mentioned that you like them for week 14 when they're taking on the Titans. Do you feel the same way about them here in week 13 against the Lions on the road? I do. I just think they're the better team, honestly. I think their offense is pretty comparable for Jacksonville and I think I've been uh, to Detroit, and I think that they clearly have a better defense. Now I'm a little bit worried because Jacksonville has never been a team you want to back as a favorite. They failed to cover each of the last seven times they've been favorites. Meanwhile, Detroit under Dan Campbell, they have tied to the second-best ATS record in the NFL under his watch. But usually they're you want to get him when he's getting a lot of points. When this game is a pick and he just has to win the game, I kind of like the quarterback-coach com- combination in Jacksonville more. Again, I think they have a better defense on this one. I think that it might be a little bit of a buy-low spot on Jacksonville. I think I mean, I know they're coming off the big emotional win last week against Baltimore and taking them as a favorite. The spot's not so good, but I think the team is better. I don't give Detroit a whole lot for home uh, field. So not one of my favorite plays, but definitely one that, but uh, it is one I bet. And uh, give me Jacksonville here on the money line and minus one. Let's dive into this game because I think that there's just so much that we're able to unpack from this one. It's the Jets and the Minnesota Vikings with the Vikings. They just continue to get those one score wins. And for the Jets, they've been doing it just completely with their defense. I like the fact that they backed Zach Wilson last week. The team responded very well to it, and they just had a little bit of a different swagger about them against the Chicago Bears. Now, I mentioned that. It's against the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, they traded away all their pieces on defense, not necessarily looking so stellar there, but now we find the Jets as a three-point underdog against the Vikings. So what they're telling you is that both of these teams on a neutral field are relatively equal I don't know if I'm able to lay the points with the Minnesota Vikings because I honestly think that three might be the right number here, but I just feel like if they these two teams were to play on a neutral field, I'd give a little bit of an edge to the Vikings just because the quarterback spot I do think is better with Kirk Cousins rather than Mike White, who looked really good last week, but I feel like this is just a little bit too much love for the Jets. Well, I think the key with Mike White is... In his limited time, we haven't seen a whole lot of Mike White. He's only really started three games, got hurt in the first quarter of the other one. Two of them have been really good against Cincinnati, which didn't have a great defense in the start of last year, and Chicago, which was a terrible defense. When he played Buffalo last year, that's when he was exposed. However, I don't think Minnesota's the kind of defense that's going to expose him. They're like dead last in yards per attempt on the defensive side. Uh, he does, uh, White does a really good job of taking what's there from the defense, and the Vikings have left a lot of holes on the defensive side. I'm a little worried long-term of whether White's going to be able to, to not turn the ball over enough, but I think that the Minnesota's a pretty good matchup. But really where I like the Jets in this game is on the other side of the ball. I think the Jets defense matches up pretty well with the Vikings. 
You, they, Kirk Cousins splits when he's under pressure compared to when he's not under pressure. I've been drastic throughout his career. And the Jets have had one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. They rank top, they rank fifth in sack percentage this year, and they don't have the blitz to do that. And they have cornerbacks that they're not going to stop Justin Jefferson, but they can contain Justin Jefferson. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed have both graded out as some of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Even if they put Justin Jefferson in the slot, Mike Carter's been graded out as one of the best slot cornerbacks. The Jets don't have to blitz, so they can put extra attention to uh, Jefferson on that side of the ball. And the Vikings' offensive line is really beat up right now. The interior of their offensive line is not very good. Jets are probably getting Sheldon Rankins back on the D-line to go with Quinnen Williams inside. That's one of the best defensive tackle pass-rushing duos in the NFL this year. I think the Jets' pass rush matches up really well with the Minnesota offensive line, and I think getting three here, I, I think that's a pretty good bet for uh, the Jets on this one, that key number. And I think that this game is just an overall interesting scheduling spot because with the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants, You've got these two teams squaring off two times within the next three weeks. And I know one of these teams, I think it's the Giants, have a bye week next week. So they're literally playing against the Washington Commanders twice in two weeks. Actually, it's the Commanders who have the bye week that is next week. But that said, right now we're finding the Commanders as a two and a half point favorite. We've got about a minute for this one. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I think that this is one of the most intriguing games of the week just because these two teams are going to be seeing each other twice in three weeks. It looked like the early line movement was toward Washington in this one. I was hoping, hey, maybe this line go to three and I can hammer the Giants. But even at two and a half, I think I like I would lean Giants in this one. There's no way that I can lay the points on Washington on the road this this one. Taylor Heineke has been making way too many turnover th- uh, pr- turnover worthy plays this year, or laying points in the road with him is a problem. I think the Giants have a better coaching staff in this one with Dable versus Rivera. So I think two and a half at home is, is not bad. Where I really like the Giants, though, is a teaser leg. There are so many good teaser legs this week, but the Giants have to be one of the best ones with a low total, better coaching staff. I don't think Washington's going to win by uh, d- double digits. So give me the Giants on a teaser, and I'll lean them on the uh, two, plus two and a half. There are a bunch of good teaser legs on the card, and we're going to be talking about a few of those next. As Mackenzie Kramer does great work over at ESPN, it's going to continue to dissect the NFL Week 13 card with me on the other side on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup in full swing. Now is the time to check out Bet Rivers because if you log into Bet Rivers every single match day, you're able to get a $10 free bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to be able to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vison, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be rejoined by Mackenzie Kramer, who does great work over there at ESPN, their stats and information department, along with the show, The Daily Wager. And Mackenzie, let's take a look at a game that I don't think anyone thought the spread was going to be this coming into the season. That'd be the Rams and the Seahawks. A touchdown spread, you know what? Not necessarily the most inconceivable thing in the world, but even if you had the Rams laying a touchdown in this spot, you were probably very low on it coming into the season. But it's not the Rams laying a touchdown. It's the Seattle Seahawks laying a touchdown, which tells you what sort of a bizarre world we are living in right now. And your total on this game is anywhere between 40 and a half and 41. Where do you stand on this game? Just because with the Rams, I mean, seeing a Super Bowl champion getting a touchdown at home against a team that was legitimately in the top three in terms of odds have the worst record in the NFL to enter into the season. Typically, you think good value, but you look at the Rams, and I don't know if they're going to be able to field a team with this many bodies. I mean, it's the first uh, first time we've had a reigning Super Bowl champion be at least a seven-point home dog since 1987. So we don't normally see this. We've never seen Geno Smith be more than a five-and-a-half-point favorite in his career. But this is one of my favorite plays on the board. I love Seattle in this one. I don't know how what, – what do the Rams do right now? Their identity last year was they have a really good offensive line. Well, now they have one of the worst offensive lines in football. They throw to Cooper Cup constantly. Well, he's out with Matthew Stafford, who's also out. I don't know what the Rams possibly do offensively. And now Aaron Donald's out. This just seems like a team that's totally mailing it in. The Rams are 2-8-1 and one against the spread this year. They haven't covered all years in underdog. They're 0-5 against the spread against teams with winning records. Like, every trend that you would possibly want goes towards Seattle. And I also really like this as a bounce-back spot for Seattle. 
coming off the bye, they kind of laid a little bit of an egg last week against the Raiders, let the Raiders run all over them. Well, the Rams, the Rams can't run all over anybody. So I think Seattle's run defense will show up a little bit better. I think this is a great bounce back spot, and there was no better opponent to uh, do it against the Rams. So Seattle minus seven. I love that. I like when it was eight. I was teasing down Seattle to, to two. Now that's a straight seven. I love laying the seven. So even if it's even if it's eight, I still like Seattle. But uh, I really like Seattle in this game, as if you can't tell. Yeah, this is a very fascinating game to say the least. For well, not necessarily the right reasons because you've got the Rams. Most likely trotting out there, John Wolford, if he's good to go, because he was injured last week. It was Mr. Bryce Perkins, a pride of the great state of Virginia. So we shall see what happens there. But we know that it's a Rams team that is going to be trotting out there less than the usual suspects. The usual suspects are going to be going in this game, though, as in my opinion, this is the most interesting game of the week because you've got so much on both sides between the Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. You've got the teacher going up against the student. You've got... The uh, former running backs of the 49ers trying to run all over them. You've got injuries with the 49ers with Debo Samuel most likely not playing in this game. So you're able to go down the list. And right now, the, it is the uh, San Francisco 49ers find themselves as a four-point favorite. This total has been going up quite a bit as well. This is a total that it began sort of in that realm of about a 46. Now we're seeing 46 half in a lot of places. What do you say in terms of this game? Because as I just take a look at it, Getting north of a field goal with a guy in Tua who, whenever he's started and finished a game, the Dolphins have not lost a single one of them, seems very appealing to me. This was one of my big plays in the look-ahead look line last week. It was four and a half, and I love grabbing the number with four and a half, hitting the three and the four key numbers. When this line reopened four, I still wanted to like Miami, but the more I look into this game, the, the more questions I have about the Dolphins. They have not played a strong defensive schedule all season, and this Teron Armstead injury is a major problem against the 49ers defensive line, which it looks like they're getting Eric Armstead back this week, so this 49ers defensive line is even scarier this week. The, the Tua Tagovailoa has had 15 dropbacks this season without Armstead in the lineup. He's been sacked five times, and last week against the Texans, he was sacked four times at 11 dropbacks when uh, Armstead left the game. The, the Dolphins are going to struggle significantly against the 49ers front, front seven. And on the other side, you mentioned Debo Samuels banged up and might not play. I don't know if the, the Niners offense is really in that great shape right now. Christian McCaffrey missed practice yesterday. He said he's going to play. It seems like he's going to play. But I think 46 and a half, I like the under in this game. It seems like I keep reading uh, a lot of the fantasy football analysts. They love the over in this game. I'm a big fantasy guy too, but I think this is a game where just the matchup on the trenches could limit the Dolphins' offense, and I don't think the 49ers' offense is built for an over. So I think 46 and a half, that's an under for me. What This is just such an interesting game because you've got so much on both sides, which coach is going to know a little bit more about the other as well because there's so much familiarity on both sides as well. So I'm very intrigued on this one. I'm intrigued on this as well because we have seen this line bouncing back and forth between the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. And it's all about the health of both of these quarterbacks. Justin Fields did not play last week. You got to feel like with the Chicago Bears, if there's any whiff of them perhaps endangering what is really going to be the future of this team, that they're probably going to hold them back. Then you get Trevor Simeon and, well, perhaps Nathan Peterman, which that's probably a place where you don't want to go. Meanwhile, with the Green Bay Packers, it's whether or not they continue to play Aaron Rodgers and, Got to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to play until further notice. I am thinking that he is good to go for this one, according to just everything that he said. But right now we're finding the Packers as a three-and-a-half point favorite after about 24 or so hours ago. You were finding them more around a four-and-a-half point favorite. Any sort of a lean on this one just because it is a very murky one with all the injury situations on both sides. Yeah, and that line move is... I imagine it's completely has to do with Justin Fields putting in a full practice today. Pretty much a lot of people didn't think he played this week. I mean, he's got a separated shoulder, which sounds really bad. A lot of doctors say that it sounds worse than it really is, but you have to imagine that they're not going to want to put Justin Fields in a situation where he could hurt himself further, especially with him being the future of that franchise. So for me, I think three and a half is a little bit cheap for Green Bay. I, I in fact, I played Green Bay a little bit right before this call. This this Bears defense can't stop anybody. We saw them last week against the Jets. The Jets went up and down the field on them. The Bears have the worst defense in the NFL right now, and they lost Eddie Jackson during that game. I think no matter who plays quarterback for the Packers, I think they'll be able to move the ball pretty easily uh, on the Bears. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play this game. It seems like he's healthy enough to play. The, uh, Christian Watson's starting to play really well for them. So I think I think the number is pretty low. And if Fields doesn't play, this line is going to balloon. I mean, you said it was four and a half before uh, the Fields practice today. If 
if it's Trevor Simeon or God forbid Nathan Peterman, what's this line going to close? Six, seven? I think I think there's much more uh, way for this line to go in your favor if you lay the three and a half and against you. So I like think of the th- laying the three and a half now and uh, hoping you get positive injury news uh, as a better against Fields playing this week, so uh, you can get some good line value. And even if Justin Fields does play, they haven't been able to get the job done in a lot of the games that they have because the defense is just so stinking bad right now, and he's got nobody to throw to because with Justin Fields, we know what he's able to do on the ground, and he's been able to show some flashes in terms of the passing game, but he hasn't been able to throw it a whole heck of a lot because he's consistently under duress because the Bears, they might have the worst offensive line in the NFL. They've got around him really no pieces whatsoever. Now you've got Mooney who's out for the season. That's the main pass catcher for this Bears team as well. So even if you do get Justin Fields, what are you going to be able to get out of him as well? And got to think that they might scale back a little bit as well. So there's just so much as going on in terms of this game. We got to bring up this one though. It is the Chiefs. It is the Bengals. There's a lot going on in this game as line has been moving a little bit. This opened up with the Chiefs being a two and a half point favorite on the look at. Now I'm seeing a DraftKings a one and a half. Where they're really the lone one in the market. Mostly seeing a lot of twos out there. A few straight two and a halves. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I really like what I'm seeing on the Bengals. Jamar Chase is getting healthy for the team as well. But with the Kansas City Chiefs, the biggest knock that I've got on them is that they're able to win but not cover a lot of spreads. Now you're inside that critical number of three, which makes it so much easier to be able to cover a small spread. Yeah, that's the thing. We've seen the Chiefs not be able to cover big spreads, but a small spread seems much easier to do, especially since a win will likely cover the spread for them. I have not bet this game. I don't think I'm going to bet this game. If it gets back to plus three, I might take Cincinnati in this one, but I don't really see it going that way. The Bengals have covered either last nine games, covered six straight as an underdog. That This is a spot where Joe Burrow's done really well recently, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is playing so well this year, and it, while the Chiefs are receiving core still a little bit banged up, they found different ways to move the ball, utilizing the tight ends more going forward. So I think I would lean over in this game, but it's already moved up from 51.5 to 53. There's not much more value in that over. I mean, I, I, to me, there's enough games in this board where I know this is the marquee matchup of the week, but I just don't have a strong take on this game, unfortunately. Yep, and personally, I would disagree a little bit. My favorite matchup is the 49ers versus the Dolphins, but you really can't go wrong after you got the short end of the stick a few weeks ago with that Buccaneers versus the Rams game. We deserve a board like this, and Mackenzie, I know that you're doing a great job of breaking this down and so much more. I always appreciate you joining me on this show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I'm just scooping up all these wooden award futures. I got a nice Zach Eady at uh, 50 to one. I got nice. I've been scooping up Chris Murray at 60 to one. He's down to 30 to one. I still like him if he, you can get him better than like 35 or so to one. I put up 31 and 20 the other day. So sorry for the non sequitur for college basketball at the end, but I've been hammering this wooden award market this year. Oh, please do, because there's always a lot of value in terms of that market, especially with Oscar Sheeway missing a few games for Kentucky. You've got to wonder if that might nip him in the butt towards the end. But that said, it is college basketball season, and that's a perfect segue because you've got a nice college basketball board for Friday. I'll give you guys some picks, including some conference play that is going to be going down for Friday next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? The betting splits page that is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, like where you're able to see the changes in the action and you're able to find where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vcin is here all year round to be able to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at vcin.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the sports betting network. And it is always a pleasure to have Mackenzie Kramer aboard. He joined me the last two segments, taking a look at the NFL and what we're getting this weekend. I'll take you through my Circa Millions card in the next hour. We're going to be doing that in about 15 or so minutes. Hopefully we could just break the run of I think mediocrity is the correct word because I've been either two and three, two, two and one, or three and two in all but one week this season. So it's been very much status quo. It has been not lighting it up. It hasn't really been losing money, but it's sort of been spinning our wheels. So going to be looking to get out of that funk here, and we're going to be looking to try to find some winners on the college basketball card as well. Not necessarily the most rambunctious of cards. Typically, you're going to find that on Fridays. It's going to be a little bit more bare than... You get all the big games on Saturday, but that said, this is a big game that I think should be taken note of, and I think the wrong team is favored on this one. We go to some Big Ten conference action, 881-882. Once again, very strange to be seeing conference action right now, but you've got Maryland, and they are going to be playing us at Illinois. Illinois is anywhere between a 1.5 and a, and a 2-point underdog, and the total is anywhere between 145 and 145.5, and... and for one, I do think that this total is getting up a little bit too lofty. You've got a Maryland bunch that they're looking to play very slow. Now, to the credit of Illinois, they have sped up a little bit. As a matter of fact, for Illinois, they do rank in the top 35 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. And you'll just notice that with Brad Underwood. Underwood, the coach of Illinois, he does a great job of really being able to mold his system to the guys that he's got on the team. It's not one of those things where we see it work out with someone like a... Tony Bennett, he no matter what he has on the roster, he's going to be playing that pack line defense. Virginia is going to be playing super duper slow. That is the style. But with Brad Underwood, you notice that when they had Kofi Coburn, they played through him quite a bit. When I was at Steven Fawson, he had that very notorious pressing style, and he hasn't gotten like fully back to that Steven Fawson style, but it's pretty stinking close. So it's been working out very well for them with TJ Shannon being able to pour in their 20 plus points per game and. They're going to be going up against a Maryland team that I've had to adjust my power ranking on them. I did not necessarily have the world's highest of expectations for them, but they've been able to do a very solid job to start out the season. But with Maryland, they rank right around 215th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And I just don't feel like they've seen a team quite like Illinois because they've been able to do a very solid job of taking care of the ball. And this with a little bit of a new look backcourt. They bring in Jameer Young. He was a very solid player over at Charlotte and he and Akeem Hart have been able to do a very good job being able to generate a combined about 27 or so points per contest. You've had Hart be able to drain 42.5% of his threes, and Jameer Young has left a little bit of something to be desired from beyond the arc, but been able to do a nice job getting the team five rebounds, three and a half assists, so 
These guys have all been able to do a solid job overall for Maryland. Only about 11 after an over three game. And what does leave me impressed with Maryland as well. If you take a look at the team free throw shooting percentage, it's at just about 72 or so percent. But among their top six scores, five of them shoot at least 75% at the free throw line. You could use a little bit more depth. Someone like a Patrick Emelin could give you a little bit more scoring. And with Illinois, you've got so many guys that do a nice job of stuffing the stat sheet. Someone like a Coleman Hawkins. Hawkins is someone that stands right around six foot nine, six foot ten, bit of a combo player, nine and a half points, four and a half assists, six rebounds, a block, a steal. He's able to drill about 38% of his threes. You got Jaden Epps, who's been able to give the team 11 points per game, more of a designated shooter, but a very good designated shooter coming off the bench, shooting about 40% from three. And I'm willing to admit, I really did not know who Dane Danger was coming into the season. I remember hearing him a little bit in recruiting. Just did not see the floor at all at Baylor last season. He has come into Illinois, and he has been tremendous. Block and a half, 11 and a half points. Not a guy that's going to stretch the floor and shoot threes or anything like that, but Dane Danger, he is dangerous, as he's been doing really well for this Illinois team thus far this season, and I think that that's going to be tough for this Maryland team to be able to match up with. Maryland, they've got Dante Scott down low, six foot nine, little bit of a combo player that's able to pop some threes, and I mean, I'm just waiting to see what Illinois can be when Matthew Meyer is able to live up to his full potential because he was, in my opinion, one of the best transfers out there on the market this offseason. He's put up six points, five boards, and he's shooting about 25% from three-point range. When he gets online, this is going to be a team that is very scary. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be in this game, but that said, guys like Sky Clark, RJ Melendez, all being able to contribute for Illinois, that puts me on the fighting Illini in this spot. Being able to get them as a very modest underdog, I'm willing to take them outright on the money line. And like I said, I do think that Illinois, their pressing style, it is going to take it out of a Maryland team that they're looking to play a little bit more controlled. I do think that Maryland going to look to throttle down their tempo a little bit. So I did set my total at a 140 and a half. I'm willing to dive under. And I'm willing to take a look at this Illinois fighting Illini bunch on the money line. How about if we take a look at another non-conference game? Since we went conference games here, we're going to take a look at this one because... I do think that a team is getting a little bit too much love based on just the name recognition itself. 869-870 on the board. It is Kent State. They are going to be playing against South Dakota State. South Dakota State, and we're between a 7 to a 7.5 point underdog, and your total on this game is 145.5, and the team might not be the one that you expect. South Dakota State just is not very good this year. I set them as a 9-point underdog. I think that you've got some good value with Kent State, and with Kent State, they have... Pushed their tempo a little bit more. Last season, they were ranking in the realm of about 250th in terms of possessions per game. They're now in the top 75, and South Dakota State is always a team that is willing to run it and gun it, but South Dakota State last season, they were by far the number one team in all of college basketball in terms of three-point shooting percentage. That has went down, and the reason why it has went down, South Dakota State had a bad case of some buttered popcorn, and they can't hold on to the ball. They've got butterfingers. They've been turning the ball over nearly 19 times for contests, and you just don't have that, shall we say, difference maker that you had last season because Baylor Shireman was at right around six foot seven, able to light it up from three. Douglas Wilson was terrific for this team. As a matter of fact, three out of your top four scores from last season are out of the fold, so it's been left to Zeke Mayo, who showed very good science last season, to pretty much just do everything for this team. And Mayo's been able to give you 12.5 points, 7.5 boards, 2.5 assists, Here's the set that is most important, though. 3.9 turnovers per contest while shooting 28% from three-point range. As a matter of fact, for South Dakota State, this is a bunch that against D1 teams, they've got very nearly as many turnovers as they do made shots. That is not going well for South Dakota State, to say the least. And Kent State is a team that they are able to rip the ball away, and they've got one of the best, not just mid-major guards in all of college basketball, one of the best guards in all of college basketball, and it's a sincere name. Sincere carry. He's been able to give the team 18 points, four boards, five and a half assists. This year, he's been a little bit cold from three-point range. Last season, shot more around 36% from three-point range, but even with him, a little bit off his game. You've got guys like a Jalen Sullinger, Giovanni Santiago. These are guys who are able to shoot in the high 30s, low 40s from three-point range. Malik Jacobs, he's been shooting 37.5% from three, 12 and a half points out of him. Myron Thomas, he comes in from within the MAC as he was playing over at Ball State last season. Six foot eight combo player that he's able to let it fly from three point range. This is a Kent State team that I'm very impressed by. They very nearly went on the road and knocked off Houston. Now that game was bullying ball shoe ugly. I mean, boy, 
Neither of those teams were able to get to 55 points, but this is a Kent State team that they're able to win a very fast, up-tempo game. They're able to win a game which is one in which you would probably want to hide the children from because it has explicit content with how few points are being scored, but this is a Kent State team that they're going to be able to force some turnovers on South Dakota State. Jack Rabbits are just not the same team that they've been in the past. Semi-total at 145 as a result. I think that there's going to be a lot of dead possessions that lead to this under, and with Kent State willing to lay up to nine with them, been highly impressed by them. And then on the way out, we'll give you this as well before we get to the pro tip, vsan.com slash subscribe for all of those pro tips. And with regards to this college basketball board, we've got a lot of conference games. And in terms of this Canisius versus Siena line, right now we're finding Siena as an eight-point favorite. I'd be willing to lay up to 10 with them. Canisius, just one of your lesser teams in terms of defense in all of college basketball. And with Siena, they've got a guy by the name of JVM McCollum. He's been able to give the team right around 17 points per game. You've got Jackson Stormo down low for this Siena team. And Keep note of Andrew Playtech began his career at North Carolina, guy that has been able to shoot over 50% from three-point range thus far this season for Siena and for Canisius. Lots of moving parts. They've lost quite a few guys in the transfer portal. They don't necessarily do a great job down low, so one lay up to 10 with Siena. And something that we've got to take a look at is the futures board for right now. The pro tip for this hour is that there are some player and just random futures like coach of the year, you're able to go down the list that they don't necessarily match up with the actual futures market in terms of odds to win the division, odds to win the conference. Our good friend Jason Kahn, producer of this show, is finding that with a 50-1 to 1 ticket on Kyle Shannon to be able to win Coach of the Year. So sometimes if you're looking at the futures market and if you're high on the team, try to be able to take a look at one of those markets rather than just a normal future. And coming up next, you're going to be going through by Circa Millions card for this week in the NFL here on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.